Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is November the 29th, 2015, and thank you for tuning to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia. I'm here with award-winning children's author, Nancy Goodyear. She's an emerging author of children's book, and she's committed to inspiring and encouraging your children to enjoy learning new things. She has four fantastic books out, Um, I think five, well, five. And she's also a singer and a songwriter. And she has a great mantra that I would love for you to know about. But I'm not going to go in any further details. I'm going to let her tell you all about Do call in at 347-426-3751. This time I will keep the chat box open for you because I see a lot of people were listening yesterday and probably want to get on. But instead of chatting, just call in. Hey, if you're interested in writing children's books, if you want to know more about books for your children to read, this is a great time. For it, especially for the season that go ahead and put on your Christmas list. So, Nancy, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for taking out the time to be on the show. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited to be with you today. Thank you very much. You are so welcome. I guess first and foremost, Nancy, I want to ask, um, first of all, tell us a little bit about each of the books that you um Okay, great. Well, you know, I started writing children's books um, after I adopted my uh, three beautiful children. So each book is written about them and their interests. So that's why they're really special to me. And then I just wanted to share them with other kids. So the the first book that that I wrote is called Roy G. Biv is Mad at Me Because I Love Pink. And like many girls who um, are young love the color pink, like my daughter Genevieve. So it was really based on her. And, um, you know, she comes up and meets the rainbow. So Roy G. Biv is an acronym for the colors of the rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. So it's a fun way for kids to learn about the colors of the rainbow and um, the importance of other colors, that there's more out there than just pink. So that was really a sweet story, and it's been very, very popular book. Uh, the other book that I wrote for my son, Jude, who loves the moon, so it's called Jude's Moon, and it really teaches kids about the phases of the moon, but in a fun way that they can really um, understand. So I really love that book. And then Circus in the Sky uh, it was written for my son, Julian, who um, loved his glow-in-the-dark star stickers on the sky, on his ceiling. So I wanted to write um, a book for him about the constellations. So that one's beautifully watercolored, and it really um, shows kids about the constellations in the sky. 
And then um, my kids started wasting water, and we're having a drought here in San Francisco. So I wrote a book called Mermaids on Mars, kind of a fun way to teach kids about uh, water conservation. And look what happened to Mars. You know, they have no water. Um, so the mermaids was a fun way to get that story across and teach kids about the importance of water. And that one I actually turned into a stop-motion animated film, which is actually in the film festivals right now and won uh, Best Animation at the Carmel Film Festival. And then the last book I wrote that just um, launched in August is called I Wish, and it's about two girls who find a magic wand and just kind of wish up a bunch of things that they want to be. Um, and it's a sweet story about discovery of themselves and, and their friendship. So that's that's, wow. that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Wow, they sound very interesting. What 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 motivated you to begin writing children's books? Yeah, it was really, you know, I've been working in the children's industry for 25 years. I helped build brands like oh. Baby Gap and Gap Kids, and I worked on their window what? displays and their, you know, the mannequins and the, how the, the kids could be dressing for the season. And then I worked at Pottery Barn Kids and Teen for 15 years, coming up with product ideas to make parents' lives easier. So, you know, I've been in the children's industry for so long that um, I, I was always kind of thinking, like, what children want and what parents want. So I came up with this idea to do these educational books that are also whimsical and fun because you want pretty pictures, but you also want the children to learn something. So that was kind of my inspiration. And then when I had children of my own, you know, I, I understood why it was so important to have good books with content that really teach kids something new and um, help them learn and develop. But but it's also fun and sweet. You want to keep the child in the childhood. Right. And since we're talking about that, keeping it sweet, making it mm -hmm. very illustra illustrating mm -hmm. it to mm -hmm. the exact point, is that what yeah. to you makes a good story? Yeah, you know, I, you can have a good story, but with children, it's really the um, illustrations that help um, move them along and really want to learn more. So, um, you know, I, I really took the time to pick the perfect artist um, to really capture the essence of each book and the style. So each one is different. Um, they appeal both to boys and girls. And um, I just wanted to do different styles. Some are illustrated. Some are more computer graphics. Um, and, and some are more, um, you know, whimsical. So I, I really wanted to show kids different art styles as well. And, again, it's what draws you into the books and makes, it, makes the story more magical. So picking the right artist was very important to me and the stories. Right. And... Um how are the illustrations really created, Nancy? How do you work with the illustrator? So what I did, actually it was really fun. I had my kids kind of help me with the original mock-up. So I had uh, okay. got out some markers, and I said, okay, here's my story. Draw a picture of a girl next to a rainbow. So I created these mock-ups with my kids to get them involved with the story. And then when I, you know, I would staple the, the, the pictures together, and then I'd have a complete book that the kids could have. And then I would meet with the professional artist and then go over, like, which picture I wanted to go with each um, text of, of the story. So it was really easy. So making a mock-up really saves a lot of time. So the illustrator knows exactly what you want. So because right. you know paying an illustrator could be costly, but if you really are um, have good direction, it could save you a lot of money. So um, making a mock-up is really what I prefer to do before starting up, you know, handing it over to an illustrator. 
Why, and when it comes to your characters, how do you go about creating your characters for each story? Yeah, well, um, so each of uh, the first three books that I wrote were all about my children. So Genevieve is in the, the character, main character in the first book. Roy G. Biv is mad at me because I love pink. So I modeled it after her. So uh, she's kind of a strong-willed, tough girl who really loves pink. So I really made it look like her and um, give her the, you know, took her on her personality. Um, for Circus in the Sky, the little boy, uh, in that book is modeled after my son, and Jude's Moon is uh, modeled after my son Jude. So I made it really easy. Um, <laughs> they look just like my kids. And then for Goodbye. the mermaids, I got I got to get a little bit more creative with the mermaids, and I really wanted um, the mermaids to have a little bit more diversity instead of just also all the books don't just look like my children. Um, so there's redhead mermaids, there's, you know, Asian mermaids, you know, like, so there's all kinds of mermaids from around the world in this book. I wanted to make it, you know, more interesting uh, and global mermaids because mermaids live throughout the waterways globally. So <laughs> that was one I could have a little bit more fun with. And then I Wish, again, was modeled after my daughter as she got older and her best friend Ariana. So make, keeping it personal is something that I do to my sto- within my story. So I, I always say write what you know. And, you know, when you're picking out your characters, it's usually someone in your family. It's always the best for me. Right. And it sounds like you enjoy doing them. Now, which of your books, if you could pick one, did you get the most fun out of writing? I think it would be um, Mermaids on Mars because that one, I just love the title. And everybody goes, what? There's no water on Mars. And um, so that one was actually more fun, fun for me. And then what made it fun um, is I was—I really thought this story could be bigger, and I wanted to find a, a vehicle to use my music and the story. So that one was really special to me because I wrote a musical. I wanted the mermaids to sing, and then I added Martians. So for the movie, that's um, it's a 20-minute animated short, Mermaids on Mars, the film. You know, I have singing mermaids and singing Martians, so it 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 just gave me more opportunity to use both my singing, songwriting abilities, and my storytelling. So that one was kind of the most special. Oh, okay. I'm gonna definitely have to add those to my list. I love a good children's book. Now, how do you know, Nancy, when your writing has enough detail in it, or when it becomes over the top and interesting? How do you resolve mm-hmm. writer's slump? Yeah, you know, when you're writing a story, I always like write it really, to me, I like to write the story really fast and then you're done. If you start adding too much more, um, it could become complicated. So get your story out of your head really fast. Of course, you're going to fine-tune it and tweak it along the way, but don't overthink. Just write. a lot. Of, so I don't have writer's block. I get this idea, and I'll sit down, and I'll type it up really fast. And then Why? I'm lucky to have kids at home, so they're my focus group, so I'll read it to them. And sometimes, you know, they're the best because their kids are so honest, so they gave me a lot of good feedback, and then I'll incorporate that into the books. But, you know, to avoid... Writer's block, just do it, even with a song. Even if I don't know what I'm singing, I'll just <clears throat> come up with words and then I'll fix it later just so you get your melodies down and uh, get your words down and your thoughts out of your head. You know, So it, that's how I avoid writer's block and just, you know, it's really just doing it. Why right, Being brave. That. I've had that. Exactly. I agree with you on that. I've had that along yeah. to my daughters now when they write, just write, and my professors always yeah. used to tell me that. Right, put your ideas down, correct it later, because 
Yeah, you'll lose your ideas because you're trying to correct it at the same time. It's not going to work. It's yeah. going Something's going to be off, and you, you're not going to have a good paper or a story by the end of the day. Exactly. And don't even worry about grammar or your typos. Just, like, get right. it out of your head, yeah, and then go back and, and um, right. fine-tune it. But I also do like to, to visualize on things before I start. I definitely... Um, um, you know, I, I, my mantra is see it, believe it, achieve it. Throughout my career, yeah. if you can, you know, put down what your goals are, you know, if it's writing the children's book or singing a song or making a film, like um, it was like five years ago, I wrote those three things down and being a good mom. And I really um, would focus on those um, in, in my meditations. And then it, it's just funny how ideas will come to your head when you just think about those things every day. And people will come onto your path. That really helped. And it was ama- it was almost like magic how so many people came to me, like the artists and people who could help me how to get the books published and you right. know, people who wanted to actually buy the book. So it's amazing how... Um, meditation and visualization really helped um, me achieve, you know, writing the five books and the films and the songs. So uh, I really think that was an important part of my journey. Right. It is. It sounds like it, too. Uh, Share with us the useful tips you find useful when writing. Um, Useful tips is one, like I always like to work neat, so I always clean my uh, work surface. I like to have markers and pens around. Even though I'm not the perfect illustrator, I still, again, making my mock-ups, I'll draw up my ideas. Um, Again, I I don't use pen and paper because I have terrible penmanship, so having my computer screen ready, ready to go. And, um, you know, then things that inspire me around me, so photographs of my kids or, you know, and then playing nice soft music always helps to open up my creative juices. Uh, And, again, just visualizing. A lot of times the stories come to me in my head, so I don't have to always be sitting at the table ready to go. It could come to me in the car. So I always have my voice recorder ready to... um, uh, record my ideas, you know, maybe it's for a song or a book idea. So I'm always constantly using my voice recorder to capture my, my ideas and thoughts. So those are some of the tips I use to to uh, get the pro- process started. Right. And where do you actually take your time out to write at? Excuse me? Where do you, where do you write at? Where do I write? Yes, ma'am. Um, I do everything to me. Everything creative I've ever done is in the kitchen. <laughs> so cooking comes out of the kitchen, and you know my songs come out of the kitchen, and and then and my books. And I'm actually sitting in my kitchen now talking to you. So it's like the kitchen to me is the most important place. It's in my house, like I, you know, in my house. So um, I think most of the good ideas come out of the kitchen, and everyone loves to be in right. the kitchen. So <clears throat> yeah, it brings a lot of good energy. So that's really actually where I do pretty much all my writing. That was a funny question because it's, it's funny. I even used to hold kitchen concerts whenever I would write a song. I'm like, come on in my kitchen. I'm going to sing you a song. So that's, <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> that's funny. Now, growing up, what were some of the books you enjoyed when you were a child? 
Well, it's funny. So, you know how I I love musicals. Really, it was more um, the musicals that inspired me. Um, uh, Some of the books are like Where the Wild Things Are was one of my favorites. I love Alice in Wonderland. Um, Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorites. Um, But the musicals really are what uh, inspired me the most. Like I loved Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You know, so I love visual and music, and that's really what inspired me more, um, more so than the, the books, even though those were a very important part of my memories, but um, it's really more those singing musicals that I just adored, and that was my biggest inspiration. Oh, yeah, I used to love Willa Wonka. Um, oh, you know what? That that would be a good question for me, because I don't even think I can remember, like, some of the books that I actually read. I used to read, like, um, Muffet Babies, and it used to be... I got the image up in my head. I'm going to have to Google and see if I can take the image from my head and put it on into Google and find those books because I used to read a lot of books growing up. And I think that's that's where it came from. My mom kept books in the house. It didn't matter. Encyclopedias, whatever I get my hand on, I'll read. Oh, the encyclopedias were a big part of my growing up, too. We always had the Encyclopedia Britannica's out. And whenever you thought, you know, whenever an idea came in your head, my mom would be like, well, just look it up. So that was, you know, I think having books around is really important for kids. Um, In my house, you know, the books are accessible to the kids. I think having a reading nook and comfortable seating for kids so they're inspired to just sit down and pick up a book on their own. I also have my guitars kind of hanging, accessible, so if anybody wants to just come over, even if they can't play, they're inspired to pick it up and at least try. Um, So I think, I feel that's really a good point, is always having the books out, um, really inspires kids to learn, and you know maybe they'll become writers, or at least they're getting good education and a good story, and doing something other than just being on the computer all day. <laughs> so it's I, I think that's great um, as well for parents to have the books accessible, and from your childhood, because oh. then you could you could tell the kid, oh yeah, that was my favorite book when I was growing up, and then you know it makes it more special for the kids. Right. And by you writing so much, what draws you to writing the stories for younger audiences, for the young people? Excuse me? What draws you to writing stories for children? Oh, for the younger children? Um, well, because my career has, it's unusual. I have this unusual career path. Um, it started, you know, with the Gap Kids and Baby Gap. Okay. So that was kind of my first job that I just loved, dressing the mannequins and these baby mannequins. So i kind of been living in this kid world, especially the toddler world from you know, <laughs> zero to ten. Yeah. yeah, zero to ten for 25 years straight. I've been working in that um, industry of, you know, trying to come up with ideas for the um, newborns to 10-year-olds. So, you know, I kind of live in this childlike world, and I just, I guess I'm kind of still in there, and that's where my story, I know someone's like, are you going to ever write an adult book? I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, I just love well, being I in the children. Yeah. I was going to ask that, too, Will you probably ever decide to switch over to the teen audience or adult audience, but you know what? I think when you're writing for the younger audience, um, Somewhere in us, we're not entirely just grown up just yet. We still have that inner child in us. Yeah. All of us. So yeah. I think that's what makes it better. It's true. I love and I love that age group too. You know, each one of those stages from newborn to toddler 
to, you know, growing from your little baby bed to your big kid bed. You know, those are such special milestones mm-hmm. for me. And parents are, what's special about that age group is there's always new parents, like every day there's a new mom. And I think you, you can still be inspired to be in this age group forever because there's always going to be a new audience and a new mom and a new way of thinking. And, um, you know, so I really, I don't get bored staying in the, in the young kid arena and um you know teenagers are a little bit more fickle and i think writing for them <laughs> is really <laughs> really hard and uh, i i'm not in the teenage stage yet with my kids my oldest is 10 so that may change with them i kind of grow with my kids and their taste right. as they change so that could actually change over time i could you know want to uh, right for for teenagers but right now i'm really happy in my kind of baby toddler world what? Because you could, you could connect with the toddlers, teenagers. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are so confusing because they change. Look like they change every moment. You like, wait a minute. And I know I'm not there with my twin girls yet, yeah. but yeah. I see others and I'm like, wow, oh Lord, I have ways to go. And it, they're like, <laughs> they're almost like a difficult math problem. Like, what's wrong with you today? What? What? Yeah. Who am I dealing with today? I need to know which yeah. which person I'm dealing with because you got multiple personalities. <laughs> It's so true. So I I also worked for, I helped um, build the company called PB Teen. It's Pottery Barn for Teenagers. So I worked in the teenage, um, you know, creating product ideas and in-store displays for teenagers. And that one, it's it's a wonderful place to be too because they do change so much. So I always had to be on top of my toes and know what's happening in fashion and keep changing it to appeal to the teenagers. So they kind of make you work harder, but it's very exciting. So I did like it in as far as you know home furnishings and fashions, but I'm not there with my writing yet. But even though my movie Mermaids on Mars, it actually does appeal. It can really go. To, it's kind of those, a movie that can really appeal to adults, too, because there's some beautiful messages in there, and the, the um, stop-motion animation is really um, beautifully done, so it really captures a, a bigger audience. So that's where I kind of step into the older world is through my film, Mermaids on Mars. Okay. Um, it's not out in the theaters yet. It's only at the film festivals, but if you okay. want to look at it, you could go at Mermaids on Mars, um, the trailer. So if you Google that, Mermaids on Mars, the tra- movie trailer, um, it will come up and you can see the beautiful mermaids and um, uh, get a glimpse of what's to come down the down the road oh, with awesome. the film. Right. Yeah. I definitely make sure I definitely check that out. Nancy, okay. You, you hear you hear so many writers, Nancy, describe themselves as character or plot writers. Which one are you? Um, I'm more um, kind of both, you know. I think of an idea um, like with the the Roy G. Biv. People kind of laugh at me like, what does that title even mean? Who's Roy G. Biv? You know, like, and I get stuck on it. I'm like, I know I could easily have said the rainbow is mad at me, but I kind of wanted people to think. So I got, so on that one, it was more the plot. Like, who's Roy G. Biv? Who is this person? And, you know, it turns out he's the rainbow and, you know, people get surprised. It's like, oh, you know, so it's like kind of putting it together um, simultaneously, you know, and the mermaids kind of popped into my head first when, you know, like, uh, teaching kids about water, you know, mermaids is kind of always, I've always been fascinated by mermaids. I, you know, I grew up in South Florida, always in the ocean, and dolphins and mermaids have always been an inspiration to me. So, you know, there the characters came first. Uh, so kind of like it just kind of, to me, works simultaneously. 
uh, either the story hits me first, and then the per the character will come up right away. So it, I like how it's it's never a lag time in between. I don't really like to sit and think about things too hard. I think one of my gifts is like. I just do it. You know, people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I just do it. Everybody could come up with an idea. I just do it. You know, like the next book I'm going to write is about my dog, Rosie, because I think Rosie's so cute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think I know a lot of people have those things in their lives, but they just don't think that anybody would be interested. But it is when you, you know, think about if you like it, I'm sure other people would like it too. So I know that's kind of how I, I approach things. Right. Have any of your children read your books? Oh yeah, and they they think they're famous. Like, oh, that's my book, and <laughs> so they're really <laughs> cute about it. But um, yes, and now that they're learning to read, that it's even easier for them to enjoy it because now I don't have to just read it to them, you know. And it's simple text, so for the beginning readers, it's really easy for them to read, and that make gives them a sense of accomplishment too. And there, you know, there are oh, words yeah. in there they may have to look up, which I always like to throw in some words that. They'll have to ask, what does that mean, you know, so it's not too easy. Right, and because I'm not a big believer in forced reading, but Mm -hmm. I do make them read, like, hey, you got to give me some time out of the day. If I get time myself, hey, I just need you to read a book, even if it's for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, or... Yeah, read something. Another thing, too, like my daughter doesn't really want to sit down with the book, so maybe I'll Google lyrics to a song that she likes. And I'm like, oh, here's the song lyrics. You know, like whatever you can get them to read, that's great. You know, or reading a recipe. Like let's make, you know, a cake. And like Thanksgiving dinner, I had them help me. So they had to read some of the recipes uh, to to help. And, you know, that anything they could read is reading. Is, is, that's how I look at it, too. It doesn't always have to be the book. Um, a book. So, you know, just getting kids to read is so important. Right, and just find their interest. Sometimes I'll pick out the mm-hmm. book, but most of they say it's good for them to pick out the book, too. Yeah. Then I have to watch them because they'll pick out yeah. a book and you're like, oh, that might be a yeah. little, just a little too easy. I, yeah. I try to step it up a little bit. Let's go up a little yeah. higher on it. Right. Well, that's but why I the illustrations. Mm, sorry, that's why the illustrations oh. of the book covers are really important for um, people who mm-hmm. are starting to write books. Because um, it's funny when you a parent may pick one book, but then when I line up all my books, the kids each kid has a different taste. So you know they gravitate towards what they like. So it's interesting to to watch where the kids will go, uh, you know, in the different illustrations. So yeah, that it's really important letting them pick it out, and that's why in book in the book kit kids book world having that great cover really uh helps helps that you know helps the parent um see which kid what the kid is interested in through their choices right do you think nancy that writing a book is something that you could do at any time of life and if so what would you say to young writers Oh, it's so funny. Well, I didn't start writing books or singing songs till I was 45 years old. So uh, I adopted all my kids like by 40. And then, I, you know, I'm like, wow, what? now I want to do something for myself. And I picked up a guitar. I took guitar lessons and started actually writing the songs first. And then I'm like, then the book ideas just came. So it's never too late to um, unleash your passions. <laughs> 
and um, you know, so it's it's never too late to start. Um, I don't know if I was more prepared as a younger kid. You know, sometimes I go, oh, I wish I would have been doing this at a younger age. But you know, it when it when the time is right, it will happen. So uh, again, it just came to me at, at, at an older stage in my life, and um, and now it makes me feel young again and new. You know, refreshed and reborn. So it's never too late. It's not, and I have so many authors that come on to my show. Uh, one of them was, well, he was very young, the age of 15. He has a book called mm-hmm. The Crossing, and I found it very interesting because it's pertaining to the teens, but at the same time mm-hmm. it could go for the adults too because his book mm-hmm. is mostly on going back through time. Do- uh-huh. During the Revolutionary War with George Washington, I found that so exciting. Oh, and that he is. asked me, he said, if you could go back through time, who would you like to meet? I said so many people, but probably Josephine Baker, like, you know, those those books are appealing. And he put so yeah. much into it, just the research, you know. Yeah. I, I commend yeah. him. At 15, at 15, Nancy, you know, we want to, I don't know what I was doing at 15, probably playing with my Barbie dolls. Or, and now these days, technology <laughs> kids are playing video games. But this child, yeah. he's writing books. And at the age of four, he started writing. So it yeah. was awesome. Just yeah, there are so many amazing so many amazing teens out there doing things and that's what's also exciting about this time in life too because the teenage the young kids are doing amazing things they're starting their own company they they're starting charities and you know giving back so you know it's you're never too young to do something big like that and you're never too old to go back and start you know it's when the time hits you right you're yeah. teaching them about investment and everything and that's hopefully probably what yeah. your children will lead to. They see that you're a writer, yeah. so they'll probably end up becoming yeah. a writer, you know. It's great uh-huh. that's a great role model figure. I yeah. I wanna yeah. be the role model instead of, yeah. you know, singers and all these other people being role models right. for my children. So I think that's a great start, Nancy, yeah. starting them off with. Yeah. Um, really, i I believe that. It's like leading by example. Right. Oh, and he also mentioned a workshop that he has out for children, too. If I find it, I'm going to definitely make sure I send that off to you, Nancy, because it's okay. a workshop for children who want to start writing, and he goes through the same steps, like you said, that um, you suggested, you know, just write it down, yeah. get started, put yeah. your ideas down and everything. Yeah. So I definitely make sure yeah. I send that information off to you. Um, any other um, projects that you will be having out for us um, my, well, my next pro- my biggest project right now is is working on promoting the film. So I've been going to the film festivals. Um, right. I was just in LA yesterday, um, and then my next series of books is really going to be based on Rosie, my Pomeranian, the wonderful dog, and the adventures of Rosie. So we'll see where Rosie oh. will take us. And uh, yeah, because I like to write. You know, I wrote a book for each one of my kids, so now I'm going to write one for each one of my pets and bring them into the oh. story as well. <laughs> So it's fun, but I'm constantly always writing music. Uh, I have uh, a recording studio at home, you know, a simple one wow. where I can always uh, record my songs. And you know, and and I don't always do it with a goal in mind. I don't need to write uh, the song of the year. Sometimes I just do it for myself, and then you never know wow. what where it could go next. So I don't always have to have like this award-winning thing in my head. You know, I just uh, just do it. Just even if it's just for fun, it's you're accomplishing something. Well, I think that's what I admire about you too, Nancy, because it's natural. It comes out. Look how you said, mm-hmm. I wrote these books based off my children. And that's how yeah. when you write, you have to write something that, that interests you and you took 
something from your household, you put into a book and you write songs. I'm not, like right. you said, I'm not trying to do nothing fancy. It's just coming from my heart. And I think that's as real as it could get when it mm-hmm. comes truly from mm-hmm. your heart. Yeah, and that's, you know, even even when I started writing songs, it's like, oh, what am I going to write about? And then, you know, like, it was kind of funny. Instead of telling my friends my feelings about my relationships, I just started putting them into a song. You know, so instead of talking about my feelings, I started, like, singing them into my phone. And then I'm like, oh, how do I play that on the guitar? So, you know, sometimes it's just really just what you're feeling, too, is makes a great song or a great story. Exactly. Um, so, Nancy, what other books would you recommend children to read? Well, I always, like, go to the classics. Again, um, I love Alice in Wonderland. I love the stories of Winnie the Pooh, uh, you know, Where the Wild Things Are, uh, for sure. You know, I think going back to the classics is always where I, I like to start um, my kids' li- learning library. Oh. And speaking of that, I just thought about one book that I grew up reading. It was um, Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh yeah. A, yes, it was because I knew I would remember. It was some more, but that was one of them I read. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that book, Dorothy, and they had the whole setting. Yeah. Before yeah. I even, I think before even the movie, because I, I don't think I even yeah. saw Michael Jackson yeah. movie when him and Diana Ross, because I was born in 1983, so Mm-hmm. I forgot what year there came out, so I didn't see that yeah. time when I was reading the book. Yeah. Well, even, were- yeah, I think having those classics um, movies, like every holiday, like I, my from my childhood, I always remember after right after Thanksgiving, we would watch Willy Wonka, The Wizard of Oz, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, <laughs> yes. The Sound of Music. So if you have, like, also starting your own traditions with your kids, and then those stories will seep into their head, because repetition is what you'll remember so I think today with the kids always, you know, on their phones and everything, mo- images moving so fast, if you can always just capture, even if it's one day, like right after Thanksgiving dinner, we're going to watch these movies every year, you know, it will stick in their memory and be special, you know, and that's where, you know, I kind of drew upon those memories of oh. Willy Wonka and Wizard of Oz. And, you know, I also spent a lot of time in Disneyland, you know, because I grew up in Florida, so... Um, you know, even going back there for every vacation, you know, seeing all the innovation from, um, you know, Walt Disney really always stuck in my head, too. And I think that's where I got inspired to do the movies because of all the Mickey Mouse um, animations. Um, so it's right. those important, you know, things to have a little bit of repetition in your kids' uh, learning diet <laughs> so it sticks into their memory bank and will be an inspiration they can draw upon later. Right, that is true. That's true, because mm-hmm. I get with mm-hmm. my coworkers now, and sometimes we'll talk about all the old cartoons we watch, Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry, mm-hmm. Popeye. You know, right. those are classic. Yeah, Popeye. Right, I sat down. There was not a Saturday you knew, and especially mm-hmm. Nancy, since we didn't have DVRs and all this on demand, mm-hmm. you knew yeah. certain days it was coming on what time, and you was at that television, honey. Cause exactly. Because it wasn't over it made it more special. It made it more special, right? It made it more special it because did. today you could turn on the TV at any time and you're just going to get bombarded with, you know, stuff. Uh, but then it was like, yeah, when's uh, Popeye on? When's Felix the Cat and Casper and right. or even like Gilligan's Island? You know, I couldn't wait to oh, go home and watch yes. Gilligan. <laughs> yes. And the love, yeah. and the love boat. Yeah, Love Boat. Yeah, and you would remember their theme songs, and it was so, you know, those theme songs will forever be in our head, you know. 
Right, and I didn't watch. Right, and there was a lot of shows that I didn't watch, but the tunes when you heard them come on like mad. And those were the classes. Now you got so much on TV, you're like, oh, Lord, I don't know what to watch. And I'd be hoping for one of the classes yeah. to come on. I ain't even turned the cart. My husband was like, you want to watch that? I'm like, you know what? We have an inner child in this. I am going to sit here and watch yeah. cartoons today. Yes, I am. Because right. these are my classes. Yeah, but well, T- TV Land brought back all the classics, so I'm kind of happy for that yeah, channel. Yeah, they did. <laughs> because they you could, you would it. remember a, a show just by the sound of it, which is so powerful. Like, because you could be in the kitchen going making your mac and cheese, and you can hear that theme song, and then you'll run back in to watch the show because you know the show from the sound of it, from their their you know their theme song, and you know it's so brilliant. You know that will always have those memories but today i can't you know there's right. no way of determining what's what so yeah it was really exactly. smart yeah and special well we know that you enjoy your reading you're writing your books yeah. writing songs yeah. who in particular mm-hmm. really inspired you as a writer an author or maybe children's book uh, well, it kind of really started with my mom because she um, always had a fun way of teaching us through um, songs and rhyming, like how we learned how to spell our name. She would make a little song out of it so we would remember. So my first memory just starts with her. Um, then I really believe um, in Walt Disney because I really did love Mickey Mouse and uh, we did go to Disney World a lot because we lived in Florida. So being there, you know, like we would, we could just go for the day, you know. So being surrounded by all of his innovation and uh, creativity, I think that was a major inspiration for me. Then the next would be the musicals. Uh, my mom loved putting on musicals again. So watching um, people singing and dancing, you know, to tell a story. I thought that was brilliant. Wow, you're telling me a story through song and I get to watch you dance and you know like so that putting all that together really inspired me. You know, and then um just the magic of movie making was also a big inspiration. And then I go back to singing. My dad was the one who brought songs in. We always had the Beatles playing in the car and he loved to encourage us to sing along. So uh, that's where, um, through my dad, you know, with his whole vinyl record collection, got me inspired to music. Um, and it was he had such a great a variety of music, from jazz to rock to, you know, pop to even com- comedy albums. You know, so I can even remember what the album covers look like, and that always will be a, a real big inspiration to me. Um, so that's kind of where my inspiration came from for both books, music, and film. It was really through my parents. Well, they they have done a great job, and yeah. I don't see any time soon for you stopping. Do you get a Do you get a lot of fan mail? Um, not yet, because I'm just kind of getting okay. started. Um, I was working in the corporate environment. I just recently said I'm going to put all my passions now towards my personal projects, towards the Nancy Land books. So now I'm ready to get more engaged with, um, you know, customers and um, kids out there. So that's why I'm like now putting 100% focus on my Nancy Land Kids project. So hopefully fan mail will be coming through. Oh, I, I hope so because you have great books out. And people, if you're just tuning in now, even if you are listening to the replay, make sure you go out and get these children's books because they are very good books. They're illustrated well. 
for your yawning. Uh, Mermaids on Mars. Roy G. Bill is mad at me because I love pink. I love that one. That's exciting. <laughs> Circus in the Sky, Jude's Moon, and I Wish. Please make sure you check it out, Nancy Gurr. Um, Nancy, give your website again for the listeners to go to. Okay, it's nancylandkids.com. And if you go to nancylandkids.com, you could see um, a snippet of all the books and read about what they're about. You could also learn about the illustrators that helped me put the books together. There's also a little video about me and my inspiration. And um, then there's also a link that shows you where to buy the books. You could get them um, pretty much at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Pals Books, Target.com, and also um, if you're near a Pottery Barn Kids store, you could see the the hard copy of the books there because they're sold exclusively uh, in the hard copy at Pottery Barn Kids, but everywhere else is just online, um, and they could ship it right to your house. There's two versions. There's a hard copy, uh, which I, I believe it's like $19 to 16 to $19 for the hard copy, depending on where you go. And then there's a paperback versions, which are like under six bucks. So you know they make great gifts for the holidays for kids like two, two to ten. And um, okay. yeah, and the, yeah. So if you go to nancylandkids.com, it will show you how to buy. And if you're a bookstore interested in carrying it, it also shows you how to get them wholesale uh, for your bookstore. So that would would be great because I be, I believe kids need to see the book so it's you know you know and I wish they could be in more stores where kids could just go and see the covers but you know a lot of things are online today so um, definitely check out the titles and I know you'll be really pleased with the books because I've been getting great feedback from the kids that I know that have it so so check it out again yeah. NancyLandKids.com and also Nancy also has a trailer out on Mermaids on Mars. So make yeah. sure you also get a glimpse of that. You can put it in your Google um, search box yeah. and it'll pop right for you. And if you're going through a difficult time, hey, email me. If you want the book, yeah. hey, I don't mind doing that. It's around the holiday. Yeah. It's time to give back. It's a blissful time, yeah. you know. So, Nancy, once again, thank yeah. you for coming on to the show and sharing this. And I hope when the movie come out and you're done, we can get you back on. Great. Well, I would love it. This was so much fun. It was great talking to you. And, um, yes, I would definitely love to come back. Thank you so much. And happy holidays to you and your family. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And my listeners, the word of the day for my friend Mary Ellen is this. Diversity is our gift to God. It is the divine expression in many forms. When we are no longer afraid of our differences, they will cease to divide us. That is by Paul Ferrini. And he also is recommended for all of his books. So make sure you sign up for his Daily Wisdom message. I thank you so much for tuning in. Please get these books for your children. And let's encourage them to read more and stay off their television. But I'll see you the next time. Thank you for joining on The Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.